Blog Talk Radio. What is up? It's Green Living Guy. It's been a minute, I know, but there's a lot going on. I can't tell everybody everything. But I will mention this, by the grace of God and the final of everything and busting out and doing what you got to do, it happened. I got signed by a network, TV. It's going to happen, folks. How long have we been listening to this freaking Blood Talk Radio show? And it's finally happening. Oh, oh, it's great. We're going to amplify this puppy. We're going to let people know what's going on in this world. It's so exciting. But more importantly, you know, I, I, I am a New Yorker. Always have been, always will be. My dad's from the Bronx, you know, but I've, I've driven this city here and there. And if anybody's going to tell me some good city stories, it's going to have to come from somebody strong and somebody who knows. So anybody who lives on Cypress Avenue in the Queens, <laughs> it's somebody I'm going to want to hear from some stories about. We got Mike uh, Figliola here who's got a book coming out calling uh, Talking the Slow, well, it's the Slow Midnight on Cypress Avenue. Mike, thank you so much for being on the show. This is this is going to be this is going to be sick. I can't wait. How you doing, man? Hey, so, yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations. I didn't know that news was dropping before me. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Good bro. for you and your yeah, listeners. That's great. Yeah, and so when uh, people said, do you want to do a radio show, I said, yeah, sure, if you know what I mean <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I get it. I spent, hey, yeah. I spent a lot well, of years in radio. It, it's a great yeah. medium, and uh, if you're securing your own spot, Godspeed, man. That's great. It's amazing. It's it's surreal, uh, but it it I've been I've been on some video, some TV, and you know, I got my social media and my blog, but have been wanting this for a while. I did some shows on New York City media back in the day for them, like three minute segments, uh, and I even announced something for Tesla and Panasonic before they launched their first Gigafactory for them. But you know, a show to get the word out, you know, um, you're in the industry, so you know, being able to amplify your voice and, 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 and get it out to people and spread a message is, is so empowering and, and just uh, so it, it, it takes, as, as Emerald says, it takes everything up a notch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we're really blessed to be in this business. You know, I mean, it's not something everybody gets to do. And no. uh, to be able to communicate and, and get your message out there and put, put on your platform is um, is a big deal. So kudos to you, man. I can't wait to hear what you're launching. Is, is it going to be similar to what you're doing now, or what are you doing? Well, we're going to do this, but we're going to yep. – it will be videoed, right? We'll have video on both ends, so and I'll be cool. able to put a bleed on that for a show um, uh, for the TV, but also – it's going to talk about my life and what I'm doing. So like, you know, my stuff with electric vehicles, my stuff with the state of New York that I do, uh, it'll show me dropping electric vehicle chargers, helping people get into electric vehicles. Um, it'll show my house, it'll show solar. Uh, and then, you know, um, because I, they brought me on and I cover the gamut. Um, I even know people in New York city doing the, uh, first, uh, Sustainable fashion show during Fashion Week. Wow! So they wow. they do like an eco friendly fashion show right in the middle of Fashion Week to say, "Hey, you need to think about this green clothes." You know, eco because it's a it's a dirty industry. So yeah, and what um, a great platform to do it on, right? I mean, you know, you have the eyes of the world yeah. looking on it right there, so that's great. 
Yeah, man. And so it's, it's, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's covering the gamut, you know, from the clothes that I wear to the, to the lights that I turn on. It's all, it all can be green and all should be. So you, I, it's, it's going to be in my intro. I'll send you the video intro, but, um, That'll be on Instagram tonight. But um, one of my lines I say is, we can do this. Because we can, if we all work together. Because as Albert Einstein said, multiplicity is key. You know, one person alone can't do it. But if you get a million, five, ten million people to do it at the same time, now we're talking. (laughs) We've got some... Uh, you know, as you know, we got some yeah, eyes. We got some action. Yeah, yeah. yeah you get people yeah, to mobilize. Yeah. I mean, like you know, even in my home too. You know, we we go organic. Um, we try to go a, a, as green as possible in terms right. of all our products, and and um, even you know, even into the cars. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a big believer in hybrids as much as folks are like you know it's 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 not as as, as um sexy as the, as the other models or whatever i mean the, right. the newer hybrids coming out are beautiful i mean and they have the um the same yeah. uh the same oomph as the other guys right yeah you know and i tell people if you're gonna go you should at least start with a hybrid and then go plug in or an electric inevitably so anything that you can do and look i just paid off my 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 lexus hybrid so hey I wow. have one of the first Rock original Lexus hybrids. It's all-wheel drive, man. You know, up here it's in, <laughs> in Westchester, that's important. Yeah. So I remember yeah. one time there was a snowstorm, and uh, I just pulled out right before, you know, right in the middle of it, and I backed up my car. Nervous as can be if I was going to be able to do it, and it just went right up. I'm like, come on, this is too easy. This is great. <laughs> and it's, you know. And You're walking commercial, it, my friend. That's <laughs> what I am, but right. I love what I do. You know, that's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if somebody uh, would have seen I that, I, I would have bought that car. You know, that's great. It's amazing. Yeah, like you back up, you go, come on, this is too easy. <laughs> this is great. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when I have a I'm hill for it. a driveway. So, it's love one it. of those moments. Yeah. So, uh, but so, hybrid, what kind of hybrid you got, man? No, I don't, you know, and, and I'm looking now, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into it now. Um, I have been good. looking at, you know, Ford, Ford has a couple of good ones out there and yes. um, that's real. That's really where my gut is. You know, I, I really want to buy American and um, I'm looking okay. to get into one of the, the hybrids. Hey, you have any one you recommend? I, I like a, like a smaller SUV, you know, sort of those like hybrid SUV, yeah. SUVs, which is the, you know, the edge or one of those. I mean, what, well, what would you Ford recommend? Well, the Ford Escape's got one now. The Ford Escape's yeah, got yeah, one yeah. now. Cool. So, and cool. if you want to, let, let's talk because I know people at corporate. Please, oh yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking to buy in the next few months, definitely. Ford, so, we're gonna have a chat, and I know, <laughs> and the person who knows who I'm talking about is. <laughs> you know, back in the day right when I, when I was doing my radio days, we had Alan Mulally on the program, and he Alan was, was the, the head man. Oh, he, such an awesome oh. dude. When he came to New York, he actually came in studio, and it was like. Oh my God, Mr. Ford came into the studio, yes. and he could have been more of a um, gracious and he, right. he talked. To, he, you know, a more blue collar guy. Even though you know, you know, given his his status uh, with Boeing and those kind of things, he, he really was up there, man. Yeah, yeah. That's just an awesome, I loved awesome working guy. with him. I loved yeah. I loved helping their campaign out when he was on on yeah. staff or his chair. Sure. You know, because it was like you could talk to the guy. Yeah, you can oh, have no, a conversation a with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and so when I talked with him, I'm like, you know, I got, I walked away, and I was like, this is a guy I can work with. 
<laughs> I, I mean, if I wasn't days. a Ford guy then, I was a Ford guy way after that. I mean, I couldn't, I can't stop now. I mean, he's he yeah. sold me on the brand, on the uh, on the uh, the company's values, and mm-hmm. uh, and where they were going in the future. And the future is what you're talking about, you know, more hybrid, more green, more yeah, um, yeah. Sit, yeah, yeah, you know. And it's a it's a beautiful thing, and I, I hope they continue because they were one of those companies, as you well know, that didn't take the bailout. In 2008, and, and they correct. did it, and 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 I, and I give them all the uh, all the props for it. I'll give you a quick story about that. Uh, during that time frame, I was uh, you know starting my social media influencer component. So they flew me out to Detroit, and a bunch of us got to go and stand over you know go into the plant where they were building the F-150s, um, and see them building you know during the economic crisis. And a bunch of us literally scream, USA, USA. And this is like wow. during Obama years too, you know. Like yeah, it, sure. it, it, it was just great to be an American seeing stuff like that, uh, seeing our Ford, which is, you know, like mom and pop part of America. It, just Absolutely. to be able to see those Ford F-150s churning out in the time of an economic crisis that they didn't take a bailout. It was just like this is what, this is what it's all about. This is what it's about. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. And uh, they've got a bunch of hybrids coming on as well as electrics, too. Um, And those inevitably you'll be able to try an electric Ford F-150. You know, they got the Mustang Mach-E now, all electric. But Mm -hmm. everything's going to be hybridized as well. So everybody will have – because that's what Bill Ford Jr. believes in. You know, inevitably you have every vehicle and every platform choice that you want. You know, you want a hybrid, I, I hope, you can get a hybrid. Okay. I'm hoping they bring the car show back to New York at some point. I mean, again, given COVID, mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know when it's coming back, but I would love to see some of those in action, you know. I mean, I remember yeah. taking one of the first um, self-driving or, or self-parking cars back in 2008 or nine, which I think I think it was Ford that boasted that, too. I think yes. it was them, I, I, yes, if it I'm was. right. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it was amazing. I mean, they really um, sort of led the way. And, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a car. Look, I'm not a spokesman for Ford. But I'm, I'm I know, support, I know, I know, no, 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 you know. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, we're with you. This is not yeah. a paid endorsement, people. Let's just be it, real. No. And no, I'm not no, on no. four dime either. So let's, <laughs> let's be clear. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. They haven't paid me in a while. I mean, yes, I full disclosure. I'm a shareholder, <laughs> but that's a whole other discussion. But, or, uh, 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 but they, they don't pay me. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. And if you have any problem, talk to my lawyer. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Toledo and Barnes or whatever you got going on. <laughs> God, funny. Right. So, um, yeah, I just, we're all, because we believe in the product, because it is a good product, because, yes, you know, and now yes. Yeah, yes. That's, that's what it's about. So, um, and they're going to be coming out with all different platforms, and Bill Ford Jr. has been very um, forward-thinking in that, you know, and there were times where, I'll, I'll even say this with Ford, that they brought in maybe a, a chairman or two that I didn't support, but they got rid of them just as quick and for the reason of that they weren't promoting electric vehicles. So sure. I, I give them uh, props for, tr- for doing the right thing inevitably <laughs> with the wrong people. So I'm, I'm <laughs> happy about that, and I'm happy to see them moving in the direction they are and supporting them. And uh, I will even have further announcements inevitably about Ford, too on stuff that I'm working on, but it, it's great. It's great. So let's talk about the city. 
now. Give a little give a little backdrop from where you are before we get into the book for people about CypressAv. Sure. Yeah. Um, a, a little background on me. I'm a uh, native New Yorker, uh, Queens Queensian, as they yeah. as they call it, Queens I Queensian. Uh, my mm. parents are. So, so what happens in in New York City, and, and you'll probably identify with this a little bit. We all we all uh, emigrate from one borough to another. So they started mm-hmm. out in Brooklyn, right? And then when Brooklyn got a little too tough, they moved to Queens, and then uh, then I popped out. So um, <laughs> okay. you know they. Uh, yeah, you know, they uh, they came from there. But my, a lot of my mom's family, she's a big Irish family. My dad's a big Italian family. And um, the Irish side of the family um, really stayed on to the Ridgewood um, mm-hmm. uh, side, kind of kind of close to the to the border of Brooklyn, Cypress Avenue, and all those avenues that lead up to uh, closer to where Queens picks up. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time over there growing up to see my aunts and uncles and my cousins. And I have 20 first cousins on my mother's side, so it was a lot of that going on. This is um, New York right here. This, this is, is New York right here. New this city. is what you're yeah. talking about, so New York. So I, I know yeah. I'm – keep going. I'm loving this guy. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was born out of, out of that and uh, spent my whole life here, attended public school, also attended parochial school. So I had a little mm-hmm. bit of both flavor in my life. Um, as I got older, you know, the, the city was just really what drove me. And um, as I came towards my end of high school, I, I knew I wanted to be a writer or a musician or something in that vein. And um, l- lucky enough, I got a scholarship to a college here in New York City, um, and a, a writing scholarship, and I stayed with that yep. and, and stayed with that. But, you know, unless you're um, – Dan Brown or J.K. Rowling or one of these, you know, wildly popular uh, uh, George Martin with his Game of Thrones. Unless you're one of those guys yes. or people, girls, gals, it's really hard to break through as a writer. So I went into journalism, you know, to pay the bills. You know, I had what was I hell was going to do? No doubt. So, no doubt. Yeah. And um, so what ended up happening is that I, I did that, spent time um, schooled, came out of it. And then said, look, I need to go to work into the news, which was a big deal. You know, that was right around 9-11 when I came out of college. Oh, so wow. At the time oh, I, wow. Yeah. Right. So I came out of college, um, you know, with this 9-11 happening around me. I, I was working on a book at the time. But, you know, again, when you're 21, 22, 23 years old, you, your your skills are not really honed as an author yet, you know, at least in my case. And, right. Um, right. I wasn't right. ready to publish. And, you know, so – what really what happened with me was I got really thrown in thrown into my work and what was important to me was journalism and telling the story and nine eleven happened and or Katrina happened and all these mm-hmm. things happened leading you know, going on. But the whole time I continued to write. So I'd write a lot of poetry and I'd spend time writing, um uh working on novels and those kind of things. And the book is born out of the experiences of growing up as a kid in Queens and 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 the, the border of Queens and Ridgewood and then mm-hmm. into Queens and 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 then you know those sort of blue collar it's a very blue collar book right so everybody in it is um, Joe the fireman and, and John the plumber and and Susie the waitress you know I, I try mm-hmm. to incorporate them because to me growing to, to me in my in my experience growing up was going to the diner. Going to the um, going food shopping, 
um, you, you know, seeing those those folks on the street, um, even during a blackout, you know, at night, we'd sit there oh, on the stoop, right? I mean, you, you know the stoops? When the stoops would, at, at night, so yep. if you guys are, yeah, if your audience is familiar, at night, if, if there was a blackout, let's say, in New York City, the stoop is the, the few steps that lead up to the doorway to your home. And so at night, if there was a blackout and nobody had power, everyone would come out with their candles and sit on those steps that lead to, to, the, to the, the sidewalk and, and tell their stories and sit out and have coffee. And, you know, who, you know, dads would have their Jack Daniels and moms would have their coffee. We'd be sitting <laughs> in the street and laughing, right? So right. The, whole, the whole book is based that, born out of that. And um, the Queens I know is a beautiful place. Um, it's, it's an ethnically diverse place. It's a, it's a busy place. Um, and Cypress Avenue in particular is a, a avenue I remember that I remember just because the name alone. Cypress Avenue alone has some kind of epic feel to it, right? I'm, I'm on Cypress Avenue. I don't know, maybe you're you know what it is. You know, I mean, you know what it comes from, and it comes. It, it really. I mean, it, at least for me, for me, my perspective, it comes from the idea of Cypress Hill, hmm. and you have. Cypress Hill and that band and the song just the kill man and you're like you live on a Cypress Street. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's funny because I, I don't think they, they they're from California so they didn't get it from there but there is a Cypress Hills Avenue that runs very right. close to Cypress Cypress Avenue so Cypress Hills Avenue which I don't, I thought always that's where the band came from the name came from but they're from California. But, but right. yeah, you know, it's it's a rough and rugged place, right? It can be. It get, it but, creates this rough feel of like, oh boy. No, I know I know Cypress Hills from yeah. the, the the West Coast, but still, you it gives you that feel of like, yo, yeah. man, he lives on a Cypress Street, yo. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, there was something epic about it, right? I mean, yeah. Right. You, right. You're not. You may not come out of this. You know what I mean? You may go down there and yeah. come back. <laughs> Tell me better. Who's packing when we go? Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and, right, and, right, and for right. and for <laughs> and for me, I'm serious. The, like, um, who's got it? Who's got the heat? If we're going into Cypress F, you know that's well, what you know, people would think. <laughs> you, I mean, some some of the images I sent you, and I'm, I'm sure you looked at, you're like, man, this is yeah, and they're on the, the, they're on the right? website I mean, too. Yeah, for, they're on the website for everybody too. Go to blogtalkradio.com/backslash/greenlivingguy, and you'll see some of the images from the book that are that are just so epic. So go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, don't, don't be. No, that's great. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to portray. So I wanted to take people into that world and tell them, you know, when people think of New York City, I think sometimes they think of this hoity-toity Fifth Avenue. Everybody has money, or they think of the other side, which is guns drawn and completely, you know, some kind of wild-out shootout. You know, that's and, right. And New York City, yeah, you know, New York City can be in the middle. You know, you can have some middle-class homes and you can have some backyards and you can enjoy the, um, the, the, the neighborhoods, but also there are these downtrodden places where there are people who are just like you, you know, they're not making a lot of money. They're still living here. They don't make, um, they, they, they don't um, come across as the quintessential New Yorker and they have their own issues and their own problems, but they have their own um, charm to them. Just like, uh, you know, I always say, uh, there's uh, places that are known, for example, Broadway and, and is known as a theater district and 42nd Street. And then you have Williamsburg mm-hmm. is known as some kind of hip area. But then you have, you know, Cypress Avenue is known as sort of like the blue collar leftovers that are, are sitting around and, 
and, and making and, and still making their way. And um, I tried to tell their story in the book. And what was important to me too was weaving in a lot of the landmarks, which I, I tried to describe in detail. Though there's a lot of churches in Queens. Queens is a big church area. There's a lot of cemeteries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of cemeteries and churches. So there's a lot of uh, faith and death going through. Going through. There's a lot of that going on there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. um, Outside of that, you know, there's a lot of folks who are cut from the same cloth as as everybody else in this country that that are would think that New York would not be. So you're struggling to pay your bills. Tell me, the people on Cypress Avenue, they're struggling to pay their Mm -hmm. bills too. There are a lot of blue-collar yes, folks, um, postmen, and and um, you know even even people that are that are just trying to trying to scrape scrape by by a day-to-day job, and that's yep. what I try to capture. And I I find them the most fascinating. At least I try to immortalize them in the book. And you know I hope I did I did a good job. Yeah, I think that nobody really talks about that much they you know when i see books it's always about high society or it's about um surreal things like you know a different world or you know harry potter kind of thing but you you don't hear people talking about the the middle class that that's been there the, the worker the guy who picks up your trash uh, the guy, all that kind of stuff. It, it just, it's not talked about enough. And I think that that kind of a conversation is needed because we need to be taking care of everybody here nowadays, especially in the world we live in right now, where uh, people are trying to pay their bills. And if they can't, it's tough times. You know, and and, and frankly, as, as what's going on in this world nowadays and for people that are listening in the future, we are living in the COVID world. Um, it's just, you know, it's 2020. There are a lot of people out there that are just trying to struggle and make ends meet right now. And so to hear about that story and those type uh, people that I even grew up with is essential because um, it's, you know, small business and mom and pop shops and, People like you and I are. That's what America is all about. The middle class and the small businesses are the majority of this country. Without them, you know, to, to help people, you know, there are no local shopping local. Uh, so, tell me a little bit about your experience living in Queens, um, and and maybe some of the things at night. You know, some of the stories at night that you might have that from. Uh, uh, let's see, high school days. You got any good stories from high school days? Yeah, living in yeah. Queens? I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of these stories, a lot of the, um, a lot of the, uh, the, the plots and, and 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 the things in the book that I kind of inter- interwoven there are from all from my past. You know, they were all loosely based, right? So I'm mm-hmm. not trying to, uh, you know, there are a lot of people in the book who are loosely based on people that I know. Um, for example, and I'll get into the older stuff, but when you get into the book a little more, there's this place I reference a lot called Nunnies, right? So Nunnies mm. is a liquor store that, you know, is uh, is an indescript, uh, undescript liquor store where you, if you drove by it, it would just say wine and liquors outside. You would never know what it is. But when you get inside, right. it's a real right. old school mom and pop place. And the folks in there 
are some of the most genuine people who I, I'm lifelong friends with. But what I did was kind of loosely based the story on that liquor store as, and made it a central point in the book where a lot of the characters on Cypress Avenue would come and congregate to kind of mm-hmm. talk and have a sip of suds or whatever and talk about their, their experience of the day. Um, so, you know, growing up in Queens, I, I can tell you a lot of good stuff that I think you'll dig. Um, I'm, I'm, Please. And at least that'll, yeah, that at least will at least enhance the story, um, the, the, the story where I come from and also uh, what I kind of portrayed in the book. So, Growing up in Queens, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of rules that don't apply, right? So I think that if um, <laughs> let's hear it, yeah, okay. yeah, you know, if uh, you know, when we were 15 or 16, it was pretty easy to come across beer. I mean, at, at that time, because yeah. you know, it, it was it was just that sort of thing, and that led into folks hanging out or kids hanging out or or, or teenagers hanging out in in schoolyards and things like that, and Again, it wasn't a free-for-all, and we were never destroying anything. We were just sort of hanging out. And I really remember a lot of that time being a very creative and fun time. Everybody was – we were all in bands at the time. So, nice. again, I'm, I'm – I'm, I, I'm, right, what, so I'm in my early 40s. What kind of band? What kind of yeah, band? So, so it was definitely like, a, like some kind of grunge rock, right? I mean, it was probably into nice. Nirvana-ish type thing, you know what I mean, that I was doing at the time. Um, yes. But, you know, our, we were all doing that and spending time and laughing and, and creating. And, and so that was early, um, early clean stuff. Um, a lot of things that I write about in the book, and I still have an affinity for it now, are uh, Queens is also known outside of the churches and, and um, that, that, that sort of thing, mm. are, are the freight lines. They have a lot of railroad tracks that run through Queens. Um, much of them are abandoned, uh, but there are some that are Isn't that active. something? I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Know it's funny, Seth. When I'm, I'm out, sometimes I'll be kind of falling asleep at night um, to get ready for work, you know, just go, you know, I have work the next day and I'm falling asleep. Mm. All of a sudden mm. I'll hear the train, the train fog, you know, the train fog horn in the background give that blare, you know, and I'm like, wow, I'm home. You know, I know I'm home <laughs> when I hear that horn go. Yeah, That's it's wild. wild, you know. And you don't think That's of that. Wild. You think of the subway, right? You think, and again, the subway is not more than five minutes from my house. But right. also, there are these freight lines that run through. And um, interestingly enough, on the freight lines, a lot of us hung out when we were kids. Um, a friend of mine too that works for New York One, which is one of the um, stations down no here in New, New York on TV. Yeah, Roger Clark. He spent a lot of time when he was a kid too. Um, in, in his neck of the woods over in Forest Hills, which is a, uh, a neighborhood close to where I live. Yeah, yep. that, that, that has a freight, abandoned freight line that you can go and play in and kind of hang out. And to this day, you can actually hike it. Once, what's interesting about that is, um, I don't know if you know about the High Line that runs through New York City, the High Line, which is the um, old abandoned ninth uh, line uh, uh, L train that used to run above uh, the ground. In Manhattan, okay. they actually turned it into a park. So you can walk on an abandoned line that, that the city parks took over, re, obviously repurposed, and now you can walk. It's safe. Everybody can walk oh. on it. It's turned into a park. But they were trying to turn the same lines that I'm, I go on or, or I was going on as a kid and still hike on today as the same kind of thing, but it's called the Queensway. So there was like this high line in Manhattan, the Queensway, which is going to be all the abandoned lines in Queens. You can walk on those too. So 
that's a lot of Isn't things that, something? that we should do. Yeah, yeah, it's a, definitely a wild. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. I'm going to have to check that out because that sounds way uh, too cool to be able to check walk on a old railroad uh, network like that. Yeah. You, know, you get to feel where the trains were coming in and out of. It's that must yeah, be. Yeah, still smell creosote, and they still have that like train smell going through there. So it's a wild, <laughs> it's a wild thing. Now yeah, that's an experience. It's, yeah, it's, it's totally nuts. Um, and these are the kind of like more tamer things I'm telling you. Um, but in terms of like the book, you know, well, the then book come on, man. Go, you want you want to you want to you want to go you want to go down there? I, hey, man, I rated this thing for PG-13, so you know, <laughs> so you you, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, let's hear something, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, Cypress Avenue is, is is a bizarre thoroughfare. I mean, there's a lot of things that go on there. You don't want to be down there. Um, when it gets too dark, because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Somebody asked me recently uh, on the train going there, what did you what did you find? And again, I I walked to Cypress Avenue because I'm you know I don't know, I like to I like to urban hike. Most people like to hike yes. on the you know at a, on the Appalachian Trail. I'm, I'm I'm urban hiking. You know I'm going through the neighborhoods and sort of ducking in and out of uh, of, of uh, corners and that kind of thing. But on the That's train, cool. I remember yeah, I was I was told the story that. I remember this guy, I was sitting on the train and he was urinating between the, uh, the, the car doors of the train. I mean, and yeah, While I was running? There, you know, yeah. So when I was doing the research for the book, I, you know, I had to go down there a few times, you know, and usually I walk, but like I said, I, I took the train and I remember, you know, yeah, while the train is moving, he's in between the cars and he's urinating, you know, and I don't oh know what to do at this point. What are you supposed to God. do at this point when that's happening? You know, you either laugh at it or you, uh, you know, you just, you change cars, or you, yeah. Most of the time, I pretend it's not happening. I put my headphones louder, you know that kind yeah, of thing. Just turn <laughs> it up, right? Yeah, yeah, blare it out. Exactly. I mean, the things I've yeah. seen. Uh, um, mind you, when I was a kid, I grew up. Let's see. I went into the city in the in the late '80s, a little bit older than you. So, uh, but I, I remember, <laughs> I remember getting scammed by a guy saying he was going to put me in a cab and lose my cash. I remember all that kind of, you know, soft crazy yeah. stuff that happen, happens in times. So um, I remember one, one time cool a friend things, said, One of the crazy things in the book, and I, I don't mean to cut yeah. you off, I'll just tell you this real quick. Yeah, no, no, go, go, go. One please, of the crazy please. things is straight out of the book, and it's actually um, based on a real story. So I wrote this, uh, this, this part of the book. It's, it's about this guy's restaurant that he turned into like a bar slash restaurant. So people would show up, and he would be in everybody's face yelling, Hey, oh, what's What's going on, guys? And it would be that the whole time. This guy would never shut the hell up. It would be the shut whole up, time. Right? This guy oh. would just keep going, right? So finally, God. you know, I think he was he he'd slap every girl on, on the behind and was horrible oh, stuff. No. That should not what be happening, those? right? Really bad stuff. Really bad things. This guy would be all into all that. And finally, some girl stood up and laid him out. Like, <laughs> just like no. we all stand there. He, yeah, punched him in the face. He fell back, hit his head on the bar, and then crashed on the floor. He's bleeding all over the place. I mean, this is this was this is a story that was in the book. That was a real story that happened. Um, and, wow. And, yeah, I, and and it was a wild thing, but it happened. And um, and everybody kind of went on. You know the weird thing about it, Seth? Everybody just yeah. kept on after that. It wasn't that nobody nobody everybody kind of shrugged for a minute. He called the ambulance. The guy went away. He disappeared. 
and next thing you know, there's another round to drink. That came out, so, right, you know, yeah. It's, it's like, who, who wants what? Right, yeah, yeah. Like right, Wild yeah. West in some ways. Like he was shot down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it had, you look, it was, he was just another casualty on, on Cypress right. Avenue. So, I mean, that, that was... Which is, that was which is par for the course. Yeah, exactly. Pretty, pretty par a, for the course. You know, oh and I tried, God, to, I tried to capture that in the book and, you know, bring it, bring it to that. But, um... You know the the, oh, yeah. the book is the book has some dissonance to it where it's light and dark and a lot of um, I tried to put some religion in there and different things um, that that really affected me growing up um, and also living here. But Queens is like I said, Queens is a lot of cemeteries and churches. You know, it's really what it is, and so there's a lot of light and dark in that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of now you're you, you pick, said you're Irish and Italian. So were yeah. you predominantly Catholic or were you? Um, Roman Catholic? What what uh, side of the uh, religious fence were you on? I guess. Yeah. Um, you know. So yeah. So I. I yeah. I'm, I'm Roman Catholic by ba- baptism. Right. Um, right. But I, right. I spent I spent a lot of time a half, half a, a good few years um, doing the, the public school thing, and then parochial school. So I was sort of indoctrinated after that. But I mean, um, but I grew up <laughs> with the faith. And 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 my parents were were religious, and yeah. I, I, at some point I figured out you know what was right for me, and I believe. Listen, I believe in faith. I think I believe I believe in you know everybody's right to faith. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, just, I don't think the current situation in church fits to me, but um, I think that that it's important. And in a book, I think I have enough um, experience within within the faith and the church um, to actually. To actually talk about it and and also be able to 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 to, to, to give a criticism on it because there there, there is criticism on all faiths. I mean, look, it's not just the Catholic yeah. Church. There's all I think religion in itself has a huge problem, but I think that faith is the right thing. To yeah, have. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, for me personally, I'm I'm conservative Jew, and um, but. And I've been with it recently, you know, for a synagogue for quite some time, but we left. But I still have my my appreciation and love of, of the man upstairs and, and what what we're all here for and the Bible and, and things like that. So, you know, not the Kabbalah. Not the Kabbalah. What changed for you, Seth? <sighs> it's that... Um, I, I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want to offend sure. people that might hear this, but I think it was um, there was a community that was that's ingrained mm-hmm. there, and I just didn't feel part of that community. That um, makes sense. Sure. Yeah, and neither did my family or my kids. So it's like, okay, I'm not just going for the high holidays in a once a year show. No thanks. I don't need that, you know, which for Yom, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which is like uh, 26 hours of fasting and confession, you know, uh, so, which we do once a year. Uh, so I, I didn't need that place to do that um, and to believe in God. I mean, I'm looking right now in my in my office area here. It's a little dirty, but because uh, it's getting cleaned up now for the studio. Now that I have a show, it's a little surreal. But, you know, my dad <laughs> was was very into um, the Bible, and so I have places here where I'll have, you know, 
my books of mortgaging the earth and then three or four five books down uh, the holy scriptures <laughs> i've got it all around me uh and i know what i believe in i know i'm a good person and i know i don't do bad things and uh as long as you have faith in in what you believe in and you stay toward that you know we still keep kosher in our house we still observe our 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 the holidays right so i don't need just the same rabbi and cantor to to remind me of that just a couple of times a year um what i need more of is a community that i can feel that i can go and pray with especially in times like this right you know it, it's a little, a little hectic out there so you just need a place where you feel comfortable going and so i'm looking for that right now but i'm good with what i've got and i know you know god is looking down on me my dad is he must be like holy shit how long did it take you to get this this freaking show so he's happy as can be he's he's probably uh sitting around with god right now saying my my son he's, he's gonna have his tv show so yeah he's probably happy as can be up there but uh yeah and i'm for most of People that are in my uh, family on both my mom and my dad's side and my wife's side, we're, we're pretty religious for them. So I think I'm doing all right, as they say, you know. Uh, it, it, I just, like said, enough's enough. Enough's <laughs> enough you know, going to places. i got to find a place that I feel comfortable with, and I just didn't feel it there. Um, when, when, you burn, when you burn up your dad, just just make a segue a little bit. Um, yeah, I know. If, into, if, if you're into into sports or at all, a little big bit, time. But, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Right, so you'll definitely identify with this. So I, I wrote two chapters in the book. One is called sons, and one is called daughters. And um, mm. what I tried to, you know, sons are are difficult, and so are daughters, right? <laughs> no matter yeah. who your kids are, they're they're the love of your lives, and they're also um, the most difficult people on the planet because the you know they things have you have in your life, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. So this I got two boys, so I know. Yeah, <laughs> I got two boys, one in, yeah. in college and one about to. So they're at those oh. years of like, Dad, I don't really need get out. You know, <laughs> they'll always need you. They'll they'll just say they don't. You know. No, I right? know that. I, mean, I know that. Trust me, that. trust me. No, I oh, yeah, I, I love hearing get out, you, you, get out. I get that a lot. <laughs> get yeah, out of that, like, you know, as he's playing his game or something like that. It's all good. So go ahead. You t- tell me some. So, tell me what you got. Yeah. Yeah. So one of these chapters is called Sons, and in the Sons chapter, uh, one of the characters. It's 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 a, it's a it's a chapter that has these three um, uh, standalone stories that play into the sons that they, the sons of the character. So there's this one and this guy, and I know you'll love this probably out of out of all of it. Um, he is a his son is is a is a ball player, right? So you're introduced yeah. to this character as this guy's his coach. His father's his coach, and he believes mm-hmm. in his kid so much. And he's making all these references to Pete Rose and Daryl Strawberry and and on all these '80s greats that he wants his son yes. to emulate, you know. And um, when I was growing up, my dad was the same way. You know, he was my coach growing up uh, on Little League. And we we play you know we play catch in the alleyway we would work on drills. He really wanted me to be a ball player. I didn't have the size, you know. I mean, 
I'm five eight. Uh, maybe if I wore heels, you know, something like that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, what was it? Uh, did you ever see the movie Fletch? Yeah, right. right exactly. Yeah. So you know, Fletch is Fletch is five ten, six four with the afro, but right. you know, it's all good. You know. Exactly. <laughs> and back then, exactly. he wore he was pretending he was in a dream, folks. For context, he was in a dream, pretending he was yeah. on the L.A. Lakers and was like some heavy duty bull player, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for back then, and you know, making these amazing shots and whatever. But he, you know. He's chewing gum while he's looking at the camera for this scene, and he's got the hair. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's, it's great comedy. Go ahead. So yeah, I, I know yeah, about uh, yeah, I know about the uh, height. And again, nothing, nothing against. I mean, Mosey Bogues made it in the in the NBA like as a five five for two, whatever he was. But I mean, That's the, right. the bottom line, you was, know, I met John I, I, Starks once, so I know about the difference yeah. in height versus uh, six Patrick one. Ewing. He's still six yeah, one. right. And, yeah. He, and he seems yeah. small compared to most NBA players. Uh, and he's still, so, and know, he's really tall. Yeah, and he's taller than me. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so um, I, 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 I love the concept of writing that story, and and you know, it's difficult. You know, the father in the book is sort of reaching out to this kid that, you, you know, I don't want to give too much of the plot away, but he's kind yeah. of co- trying to coax him from coming out of his room to go play catch with him to get ready for the ball season and the kid won't come out. And, I, and it, it's, it's sort of this, this thing that, you know, hey, you know, I, I can identify with that. And, and the same thing with the daughter's chapter where there's a um, – one of the characters is her mother wants her to not hang out with these ruffian people. And hmm. she comes out running out of this uh, this uh, restaurant with a spatula overhead full of chicken grease, yelling at me. Oh my god! Home, get home! And and this is uh, based on a real thing I've seen once. You know, this, so I was sitting there, and and you know this woman comes flying out of a uh, restaurant on uh, I think it's Fresh Pine Road with a spatula full of grease. Go get the hell home! Ah! You know, screaming and throwing things. And this girl just took off the, in the opposite direction. And the mother, the best part, here's the best part. The mother launches the spatula across the boulevard, hits a car. The spatula, you know, flatters, you know, this chicken grease everywhere. And she's in the street yelling at this, at this poor girl in Spanish. Yeah, get that hell home. And I'm standing there. And then, you know, the best, here's, here's the kicker stuff. As soon as the spatula landed, I'm okay, guys. Don't worry. I have COVID. I'm just dying. The woman turned around. The woman turned around. We went back in in the in the bar and had a drink. And you know, so we didn't. We don't yeah. know what happened. But uh, right. but I wrote right. that right. into the prose of the book. You know, I mean, that was. The, oh god. But I mean that. But I, I really like to that commentary on sons and daughters because they're difficult people. <laughs> as much oh, as they can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So, uh, you know, one yeah. time too, I was I was I'll tell you one story where I was in, uh, it was my high school years and uh, my dad was remarried at the time and um, you know I'd come in late, so one day he's like, if you're gonna come in late that late again, don't come in till the morning, you know, I don't want you coming in till the morning, so I'm like, okay, so we went out one night and we went to get Chinese. And it's sad, but it's like, you know, this is a typical kind of thing that would happen in New York. We went to this Chinese restaurant, and there's these, um, how should I say, um, 
I'll give the kind of context. Uh, I rock Z liking people, um, a lot of O oh and ah and uh, a lot of expression and a lot of emotion and uh, Italian people who uh, dressed up proper for themselves but were uh, they weren't mob. <laughs> not put it okay. that way, but they 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 felt like they were, um, and some family because they were getting nasty. Uh, like tried to calm them down and they got up and got into a fight with the family. Oh my God. Place turns upside down, tables flying everywhere. It looked worse than a real housewives of New Jersey episode. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Things were flying everywhere. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Like tables flying, people fighting the whole thing. This is around 1987. So, you know, things like that can happen, right? Sure. And no cops <laughs> called for ages and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, 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 no cameras in the place, anything Wait, like where, that. Where were you when this was happening? This is – I was sitting at the table, and we were – well, location-wise, we were, were around you? in – we were near Yonkers, New York. Oh, all right. Let's, let's, all, right all right, Yonkers. All right, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny. It was the border of Yonkers and Scarsdale. So we were eating I in a see. Scarsdale restaurant, but I Yonkers, I Yonkers came in. <laughs> Yonkers yes. came in. You got the, you got Once the, the tables flew and I saw a Mushu platter with the fire in the middle go airbound, I said, literally, let's get the out of here now and we all ran out ran in our cars and i just screamed meet me at the white plains bowling alley and we all just took off for the white plains bowling alley uh where it, it's a famous bowling alley even bieber's been there once and everything so we all went there and we were all just like we're sitting there same bowling alley. He's been to that bowling alley. So we were, uh, you know, many years later, but he's been to the same bowling alley. So we all get there, and we're all just like, what the hell just happened? Oh, my God. And then me, back as a young kid, being all Mr. Innocent, was like, did, some, did anybody leave money? <laughs> and they all look at me like, yeah, right. We just got a free meal. Slow down. <laughs> Like, oh, my God, uh, me being so you know, stupid. You know, Seth, I, I listened to a, a whole bunch of your podcasts leading up to this. This is probably yeah. the greatest moment in your holy life. <laughs> because <laughs> this is the greatest podcast you've ever done. You are oh, on fire hilarious. right now. Yeah, you're really on fire. Oh, God, yeah, this is how it works. This is how it works. This is, this is it. Oh, uh, gosh. I, I one time got Gloria Rubin because uh, she was so uh, doing a campaign about anti-coal, and I and I got her. I go to her. Uh, I go, yes, I know what you're talking about. Clean coal, right? Now, my, imagine, you know, I don't believe in clean coal, but this guy who's trying to be green, talking about clean coal to Gloria Rubin. <laughs> she's going. Right. She's seen her face like she's like almost went pale, and she's like, um, yeah. There's no such thing as clean coal. <laughs> Let me explain why and going so oh, serious. God. Right? And then I just said, well, 
I only have one thing to say about that, Gloria. And she goes, what's that? And I go, I know! <laughs> she goes, oh, my God, you got me. You really got me there. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how I do it. <laughs> that's how it goes. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, we bring the heat. So imagine when this goes video-wise, what, what's going to happen. I, I can't even. I cannot even imagine. <laughs> to what to what tier are you going to bring this madness? What say that again? What to what tier you're going to bring this madness? Oh, well, I'm going to take it. Now we're going to. I have like you know. I'm looking in this area that's going to be my studio. I'm going to have a, a, a step repeat in the background with my logo. Um, it does need to get cleaned up. Oh my god. <laughs> God, we don't have a video on it now, but uh, it'll be in my little work area here, and um, we're going to turn it up a notch for everybody. I know one guy that I'm trying to get on. You're, I, I'll make sure when this guy gets on with me that you are listening, because it's going to be a big one. And let's just say he's uh, a musician for a famous musician. So he plays okay. backup for a famous musician. And uh, I've been told by our, just for everybody's context, our friend, uh, meaning Mike and my uh, friend, uh, Bianca told me, you better practice. <laughs> so wow. imagine, yeah, I'm going to have to sing. <laughs> I'm I mean, sing I, too. I, uh, just out of curiosity, do you sing yeah. normally? A little bit. Okay, a little bit. Right. A little bit. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, no, I've never been, but everybody's asked me to go, just <laughs> because I, I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna just. No thanks. But I try, you know. And if I stink, well, then I suck. What do you want me to do? I don't care. It'll be great radio and video, <laughs> right? It'll be. It'll be. It'll be great stuff. But well, I will do. I will. Depending on who's there, you know. <laughs> yeah, or who's listening. Right. I was listening. No, I promise yeah. to do my best. I promise to do my best. But um yeah, we're I'm gonna sure have a will. bunch of stuff like that. We're gonna have a bunch of stuff like that. Um we're talking even in the future, well we'll pray, you know, uh certain bands that we're gonna try and get on, all that kind of stuff. It's gonna be exciting. It's a whole new world and I'm just kinda sitting back going I feel like Chevy Chase in the in the movie Vacation, looking at Christy Brinkley as she just jumped into the pool naked. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> oh my God! Like it's happening. So there's gonna be some fun stuff, and we're just gonna enjoy it, you know. And uh, one thing that I love doing, uh, everybody goes, "How are you so relaxed and calm and every or happy during this time frame?" And my backyard is my uh, my view of all my trees and stuff. So. That kind of keeps me calm throughout all this insanity, right, that's going on in the world. But um, I just I love it, and I love what I do. Um, I always have had this, this energy about me, and I, I just try and bring it, as you can tell, even for our conversation right now. But uh, yep. tell me, tell me um, when you were in high school and you were – on those tracks, did you ever see like fights or crazy things like that? For uh, like when you were walking in those areas, or did you ever have to call cops for seeing a body? Or something? 
I don't know. I don't know what it was like there on that, that the, the the tracks you would walk that were barren. Yeah, it was, um, you know, really, it was sort of like the forbidden fruit. So while we went down there when we were kids, was that yeah. we were, you know, we, we made it on there and we really weren't supposed to be. Um, and you know, Oh, and like that. Okay. Yeah. Let's, okay, go ahead. One of the weird, one of the most curious things was when you, we would drive by if with our parents at, when we were younger and you could look over. So in, in Queens, there's something called a trestle that um, is a, uh, a, it's like a bridge that runs, that runs underneath the, the, the roadways that, that go and go over it. So if you drive over a trestle, it's sort of long ways. You can look down into something and there's these tracks. So we would drive by them and go, okay. Whoa, what's that? You know? And, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. The goal was to get down there and see what the hell was down there, right? <laughs> so I, I remember, um, yeah. Now this is I, let's give people context though. This is too also yeah. not during the time of phones and texting. Maybe no. I would assume a little BlackBerry action, right? Not even, no. Nope. Not even. Okay, so we're. I'm trying to give people the full context here, so they can wrap their heads around this. So then, uh, how would you you would have you would have to call somebody at their house? allow mom and dad to give them the phone, and then you'd have to tell them where you're going to meet them at a certain time, correct? No. So in Queens, <laughs> wait a minute. Go ahead. That's not how this works. In Queens, you would that. get called. I know they nothing. Would, they, would, <laughs> they would call for you in Queens. What call for you means is someone would be out to me, yo, Fig, my Fig, okay. you out? And then I would come outside. And someone would yell out, someone out would yell out, somebody else would go, hey, Jason, come outside. And then he would come down. And then yeah. all of us would congregate, you know, all of us would get together. And then we'd go walk off and go to the schoolyard and play stickball. And, you know, stickball is still a thing, believe it or not. And yes. um, we, we would still do that. And, and we'd walk around the neighborhoods. And, and then we, we, we saw these tracks, you know, these tracks that were below us way below yes. some place that we shouldn't have gotten to, but there were areas where you could accept, access them and not be, you know, doing it illegally. You know, you just weren't supposed to walk on them. So we were like, oh, kind of like, Got kind it. of like legally, illegally here, you know what I mean? So we yes. would go and, and, yeah, we'd we'd walk on those tracks, and um, that was how we'd get on there. Um, and, and normally you're not supposed to be to be on those things, but... Yeah, you know, we we'd go down there. One, you know, I remember the first time we went down, and this is this is still. Pro- I don't. I'm not saying this stuff is still there, but the area right. is still there. So, yeah. In if you, if you go to your list to your listenership, who's never going to do this, and God, do not do this. You'll, you'll be arrested. Listen, now, first of 100%. all, I bet you 99.99999 percent of the people that are listening to this thing keep talking because I'm never going to do this. So keep. Talking, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please don't try this at home. These are things that yeah. yeah, him and I used to do back in the day, but believe me, I don't recommend you doing that now. <laughs> please don't. Go ahead. Yeah, totally. You're cute. Do not do. Cue on. Right. You, you will be abducted. So the, the bottom yes. the bottom line is that um, the you'd go down there and then there'd be you know there'd be a lot of graffiti and a lot of stuff, and all of a sudden around that. There were, were these places, <clears throat> these alcoves, I want to call them, that, that had that teapots and 
kind of weird stuff going on. And then you look into it, it's kind of like Satanism stuff, you know? <laughs> you know yeah. Burning or sacrificing animals or whatever they were doing. So that, that was the crazy part. One of the weirder things, too, and, and I had a laugh with this one of my hunt guys who, who likes to hunt. Um, there, was, there were pheasants down on those tracks. So he wanted to, he, you know, they lived down there, and he wanted to go down there and hunt them, I guess, but you know, they never happened. Yeah, really wow. So, so, so Queens is like a veritable zoo, you know. It's, it's a, it's not, yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. There's, there's all types of wildlife running through Queens. Um, but you know, one one of the most interesting things I think to me was being able to walk those streets, cross those roads, come across all types of people. I mean, all types of folk. I've seen all types of things happen yep. when I was young, yep. and yep. and I think that those experiences shaped the book shaped who I am and, and also gave me a reason to remember it you know because otherwise if, if it was something that was bland and didn't really didn't really affect me as a child and affect me as a teenager and even affect me as an adult I wouldn't want to revisit those things and they're really important not. now yeah. yeah, and I think the book really captures that. Like, when you go into the book, it's, it's a rollicking ride, dude. I mean, you're going to go in there, you're going to meet all these people who are doing all types of wrong shit all day, the whole time. <laughs> they, 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 they don't care. Um, no. They, they're no. flawed. You know, they're yeah. flawed, really flawed. But they're really awesome people that you would, I would say, in a way, you may not want to know too well, but you may want to come yeah. across sometime if you're at, a, at, 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 a, um, at an event or at a bar or something. Well, you might want to bump into these people, and they might have something funny to say. But then, when you see them go back to their real lives, you'll know like what it is. And I think that yes. Avenue and the whole book is based on that. So, in other words, it's 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 all these people that are, are mired in, in in something that they shouldn't be mired in. Mm-hmm. As a reader, as a reader, you want to be there too. And then you want to you, you want to go the out the and go back up to yeah. to Hudson Valley, yeah. you know, <laughs> where where yeah. you're at, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. just sort of and sort of say, hey, look, I experienced that. I, I I dipped my toe in the in the pond a little bit, and now I'm home. Oh sure. So yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you know, you want to go for the ride. You want to experience yeah. that. But uh, yeah. as 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 they say, nice place to visit. Want to want to live there. <laughs> Absolutely. Not for you, but Absolutely. for, you know, uh, the reader. No, 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 you're I'm right. You're about. right, man. Hey, dude, I don't want to go <laughs> yeah, back to the reader. I mean, no. I mean, like, you know, I was there. I mean, I lived there. I, 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 well, not lived there, but experienced there and lived amongst those people and visited and spent yes. time and, and, and wrote about them and, and did all those kind of things. But it, no, it's, yeah, it's exactly right. I mean, you get to experience it and get a real, what I was trying to go for is a real authentic um, Sounds experience. like it. And I, yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. See, and that's the thing I wanted. Like, I when when I heard about this this book, I was like, let's hear some of these stories. Then I can tell if this is a book of uh, you know, like a like a a good city book, a book about the city. Because I've had relatives have written books about the city. They were fantastic. So I, I love hearing about experiences like that which give people then an idea of what to expect in the book, right? Um, the readers here or the listeners here. Um, and then, and then it just turns everything up. It makes sense for people. It gives them a, a, an experience that, Hey, this is something you might not experience in your life, in your town, in your village, but this happened. So sit back, 
buy the book and enjoy the ride because you're going to love it. I mean, I, 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 you know, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, one one of the big things to me was to capture like the Johnny Pumps, and and, and I don't know if Johnny Johnny Pump is. So Johnny Pumps are the um, in in New York in Queens in New York City even in Brooklyn. Yeah, we call them Johnny Pumps. It's it's the you know the the place where the firemen plug their put their hose in and get the water out of the streets, right? The fire hydrant. Yes. It's it's called the Johnny it's called the Johnny Pump, and and it was called the Johnny Pump, and. And, and I try to, I try to really tailor the book towards that Johnny Pumps, you know, Navy sailors. Um, you know, yes. there was a guy that used to drive past my house. This is a great story. You'll love this. I okay. remember. I used I, I used to sit there at night. And again, it's not a wild story. You know, it's more of like a sort of nostalgic thing. But it really plays into the book, where they, where at night I would hear the bell ring. <laughs> This thing going, yes. and I would I would listen, and all of a sudden it'd be a guy that would be like, "I'm going to sharpen your knives." You know, he 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 would stop in front of the house. It was a green truck, and he would take all your knives and sharpen them. And this is a wild. Oh my gosh. This is 1984 or five. I mean, well, really, that's context. And, and, and yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, and, and that was kind of where the book was born from in my heart. You know, again, as an as adult, I I don't know if I was thinking about that then. But I know looking back on writing the whole book, I'm like, look, that was a time in my life that really mattered where I remember that guy ringing his bell going by, sharpening knives. He, don't, he doesn't exist anymore, you know, obviously. There's no, no sharpening knives that. truck no. going by. No. no. But that's the slice of Americana that does not yes. exist. And I love that. I'm a big Kerouac guy. I'm a big Hemingway guy. Um, yeah. I love those that narrative fiction type thing. Um, yes. Where not type thing, but but just genre that that really that as well that, as that, that type of story. time in America it, that time in America yeah. where you could do things yeah. like that like yes. you know I, I remember in the eighties when I uh, back then when I was dating this girl I, I would leave her house in the, the <laughs> I'm sorry in the morning and I would see the milk bottles <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, again, I don't remember that part. Sometimes I'd even bring I, them I, in I, before I'd leave. That's wild. Yeah. Hey, you hooked her up. Yeah, I hooked her up. After I hooked her up, I hooked her up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, those those types of things, people don't remember anymore. Those things are are not here. It, nowadays, and, and really, that person will be on on every channel. Yeah, I'm here to sharpen your knives. Oh my God, people will I'm not really take that to bring, too well like, nowadays. Authentic, like authentic yeah. writing back. I really believe in that. Like I want writers to come together and people who are creative and like really come together. Think about what you're doing. Take, take you know, take the step forward. Really focus on because right now, unless you're a Dan Brown or you're uh, like we talked about earlier, spoke about earlier, you know, Dan Brown or. Um, uh, J.K. Rowling or somebody like that. It's yes. so hard to be published these days. And again, there's nothing wrong with their writing. I, I God bless them. But I mean, where yeah. where I'm at, I wanted to take it back down to the more blue collar, really narrative fiction, where you're like, look, here's the story. I'm a part of the story. It's loosely based on what I'm doing, but it's yes. it's an authentic experience. And I think that's that's what we need right now, rather than sort of like this flamboyant, hey, celebrity book. Or something else, and again, nothing. Again, nothing against that. Do whatever you. They should continue to promote that. But I think yeah. that right now, what we need is a real, 
writer's community, which I tried to foster, and I'm still trying to foster, yeah. Um, yeah. even given my, fr- yeah. pro- my professional life. And, um, and uh, everything else, you know, it's it, the book. It, the book is a love of labor. It came out of a poem that I wrote a long time ago. That uh, oh, wow. a buddy of mine, Michael Heiss, who's a uh, who's a, is a dear friend and also a professor over, ever at Hofstra University, said, if you don't if you don't coin that title, you know, he said, if you don't coin the title, the slow midnight in Cypress Avenue, I'm going to write the book. And that you know that, that that'll do it, man. 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 Yeah, that'll I, I was like, that'll this kick guy's in gonna... the ass. Yeah. That'll yeah. <laughs> this gonna, that'll do this it. This guy's going to take my book away. So um yeah, yeah that so... happened to me with my brand with the Green Living guy. Truth be oh, told, really? it, it's a true yeah. story. Yeah, I was about to leave partnering with this engineering firm and I had the blog since 96 that I or 06 that I'd been writing it. And uh I was leaving the, the this firm at 08 uh 08 09 and I um on the phone with this buddy of mine who had a TV show back then on Sundance um, called The Lazy Environmentalist. And we, I said, Josh, I got to come up with an, a name for myself. I got I to brand this. So we were talking, and it was literally, I was literally just about to leave the building, but I had to come up with a thing before I left. And he goes, What do you want to get? talk about it's like well you know green living is the the big thing right now that i really want to talk about even though i'm into electric cars and stuff but green living so what and he goes well do you have any context about you or who you it's like you know here's a good one when i worked for the state and i was always forward thinking and pushing stuff i would go into meetings sometimes with the mta and they go oh here he comes here's that guy so he said to me you're the green living guy he goes, go buy the URL right now. Huh. So I go home. I get home. It must have been then about six thirty, seven o'clock after I'd gotten my boxes and everything in the house. And he texts me, did you buy the URLs yet? And I called him. I said, I just got unpacked. He goes, if you don't buy those names, I'm buying them right now. I was like, wow. and that's what I said to him. Let me let you speak the tone. And I hung up, <laughs> literally. We used to do that in college all the time. Let me let you speak the tone. <laughs> Dial tone, that is. So, <laughs> so then I got off the thing. I got on the computer, and I bought the Green Living Guy and greenlivingguy.com. Um, and then I bought some other ones. So, uh, And then if, uh, several years afterwards, my company and I, we bought the uh, the registered trademark for the name. So... That's that kick in the pants you need. If you don't, I'm going to buy it myself. (laughs) (laughs) It'll work like magic. (laughs) Right? Right? If somebody says, I'm going to take your idea from you, hey, 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 slow down. Way to light a fire. (laughs) Slow down there. You ain't doing nothing. I'm taking my thing, right? And then you get on the computer or you do what you got to do. So good for you well, for uh, me, getting that wake-up call. What else do I not have to know about green living? School me. What else do you have to know about green living? Well, I mean, green living, I like to call it, is, is everything from your lighting to your the clothes you wear, the food you eat, how you turn your lights on, your lights off, what pro- products do you buy um, for yourself? You know, uh, is the company 
that has your cell phone green or not, more eco-friendly or not, all of those kinds of things are in relation to green living. Uh, the vacuum you use, the water you drink, right? I mean, it kind of covers everything nowadays, especially with our lovely plastic ocean nonsense that we're dealing with. So uh, it covers everything that helps to make for cleaner air, cleaner water, and, and you know, a longer, healthier, vital life, too. Because I'll be showing my uh, workouts as well, my trainer kicking the piss out of me. Because <laughs> I believe that as I've gotten older, I've learned that green living, you know, you know keeping it green, as they say, um, relates to your mental health and your overall well-being. And working out definitely helps on that. As I've gotten older, I've realized that more and more. So Should I, I cut out meat? I, Should I cut out meat totally or no? Does it cut out? No. Or should, should I? I, mean, I no. Should I. no. 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 I mean, I've heard the vegan. Look, I, I, you know, I appreciate the vegan and the whole thing, but I do know that there are a lot of people that live and have lost I mean, a lot of weight. I eat a shit weight. ton of kale, my friend. Shit ton of kale. And shit also, ton of kale. I like my, yeah. I, I like wings. So I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I can't. So I do I, bro. So do I. I. I, you know, <laughs> there's never a night that if somebody said to me. Yeah. Let's go for wings. That I would say no. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm just not that guy. But you know, uh, but but I, you know, if I go to now to Dunkin' Donuts, I get the Beyond sausage. Nice, right? Okay. I nice. do take yeah. my vitamins when I get my Trent, Trenta green tea lemonade, unsweetened from. Trenta, uh, look at you. Listen. Oh, I, I don't play the. You. If I you got a right, I need to write. Uh. Yeah, bro. Right. So you are a green tea lemonade. I love it. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. So um, I'll put in, I have this uh, mix that I put in of super greens. And it's got okay. flavor to it. Like not just green flavor, but like a, a uh, fruity flavor. So imagine a fruity flavor with green tea lemonade. Wow. And you're getting your vital greens at the same time. Love it. Love yeah. it. So th- there's all this, you know, like the, the lighting that people use and even businesses use being LED versus being, you know, fluorescent or, or incandescent, um, going solar, doing energy storage. Like I've got on my house and I show on my roof and on my, on my house uh, that I've got uh, – um, improving your water heaters, all these kinds of little things. The little things, too, are the ones that sometimes matter the most. So I try and cover all of that stuff, to say the least. And I even include, will include, you know, companies' products that they've given me, like Staples sent me uh, their manila folders made out of 100% recycled cardboard. Wow. Um, they sent me back when paper that was made off of sugarcane leaf that Staples made. And it's white, but it's made from sugarcane leaf. So there's a lot of those kinds of things that we could be doing to change our product lines and do things that are simple and easy without shocking the world or shocking your 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 ability to just write on a piece of paper, right? There's many things we could be doing. So I try to bring all of that into 
in the past when we deal with this show as well as when we deal with uh, it in my blog as well or online. You know, I also talk about um, I've got a friend of mine who does a sustainable fashion show during Fashion Week. So that's clothes, right? Uh, then there's Staples Center going uh, in L.A. going uh, solar with sun power, you know, all those kinds of things. I think all of those types of examples are, it helps people to say, you know, I can put green into my life. It's not as difficult as they're making it out to be, which I know people can do that all the time. People like to make things sometimes too confusing. <laughs> and I'm just like, um, nah, yeah. man, you know, and you'll see can in my I, video can I too. One thing? So, sure, so bro. One of, yeah. one, of my, one of my friends who we love here, she has a thing called Backyard Bees. Everything yeah. is be, be um, she really, I, and again, I'm only promoting it because I really believe in the product. You yeah. need to go there. If you guys want, like, natural um, deodorant and, and lip yeah. balm and, and, and soaps, they really natural do a great, and it's called Backyard Bees. Backyard it's Bees. York, well, all it's, I'm going to say is, like, yeah, it's New York. is they say in New York, hook a brother up. What's up? Yeah, man. Yeah. Introduce me. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I told I totally will. I think that you guys. Can, yeah, man. You got Come you on. guys can have some synergy. But no, I, I, I mean, see a show. I see an episode. I see an episode, I, and you see how this episode went. And and look where we are in time. So imagine with her, game over, right? Yeah, you know what I'm no, saying? I mean, I, I think you I think you guys rock and roll. So little yeah. tease to your audience. Definitely the backyard deeds. Good 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 friends of mine. And yeah. uh, products I use, and like I think that to your point, I think it's really important to really go down that road of, of more natural and, and 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 more herbal and 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 plant supplement mm-hmm. stuff. I think it's really, you know, and and also I want to ask you too before we, you know, not that we're wrapping up, but I mean we're getting we're to like the far point. from that. And mind you, and I'll say it now before, and I'll say it again when we hear closer. Um, the greatest thing about Blog Talk Radio is, yeah, our interview might be 90 minutes on, on air, but we can talk yeah. as long as we want. So the secret will be, guys, is when the episode's over and we're done talking, then Blog Talk Radio will reformat this for us, and so you'll be able to hear the entire episode so that if we do go off and you don't hear us, you got it still afterwards. You get you get the sexy extras, baby. You get the extra <laughs> meat on the back end. It's all good, bro. That's right. The ribs. You the, the meat ribs. and the ribs. Don't forget the ribs. Yeah, right. Put them in the back. <laughs> all right, so oh, listen. Yeah. What am I doing? Am I doing the edge or the, the escape? Wow. I say go Come for on, the baby. escape hybrid, bro. Go for the escape the hybrid, hybrid, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. I mean, I'd say go Why? plug in hybrid, but but try the hybrid just to get your feet wet. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Um, because my philosophy and I wrote this in the story plug, once. Plug in hybrid or or regular hybrid. Or the regular hybrid. Yes, and okay. we will talk with Ford about this for you. But um, the secret here is um, Ford is really taking it up a notch with their electrification plans. Okay. And yeah. they support it. They back it up. You have the warranty. Okay, what do you do? Lease or you buy? I mean, preferably. I mean, I like to buy, but I mean, yeah. I, I think today's day and age, 
people like to lease, but I, I really I, I lean towards the buying. Yeah, well, I buy too. I bought my I bought my Lexus Hybrid because I try and drive it till the end, and I don't want anybody's name on the on the back end. <laughs> when I'm dealing with that, I'm like, listen, it's my car, okay? Leave me alone, you know? Because then I like to trick it out and have some fun, put in a new stereo system, all that kind of yeah, fun man. stuff. You know, and that's what's needed in that kind of world. So, um, and especially then the kids get it after I'm done with it, because my next car is hopefully going to be a Tesla. But, but after that, but you know, th- and they're already fighting for the car. You know, because now both of them can drive. So now I'm dealing with that crap. But uh, <laughs> it's so much fun. But uh, and insurance. Oh God! Wait till you have kids and insurance. Your your mind is going to go. What was I thinking? But uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I love my boys. But uh, you know that that's that's what. You, Ford will back up your car. Ford will back you up. I mean, I've I've heard people on initial tech having little glitches here and there and stuff like that, but this escape hybrid and plug-in hybrid has been in their DNA now for well over 10 years. Well, 10, 15 years. So, and I remember I drove, just for context, Ford had an electric F-150 that I drove from Battery Park up to White Plains without an issue. What? And I didn't, I didn't creep in, you know, nothing like that. It was a tough vehicle, tough, tough, to the point that one time the chairman of Hudson River Park drove it down to a thing before 9-11, and uh, Dick Cheney goes, well, that's a nice Ford. What kind of is that? And the chairman and the guy gets out of the car and goes, Mr. Chair, Mr. Vice President, this is definitely not the type of Ford that you think about every day. Because <laughs> it's electric. <laughs> yeah, I know political stories like that. It's pretty funny. So and then after that, 9-11 happened. But, you know, Ford has been in the electric game for quite some time. You know, first of all, you know, their original cars were electric before they went gas. The um, uh, the, uh what, the, what no way back in the uh, original days no. yes before the Model T yeah Mo- before the Model T okay got it before the Model T like the Edsel and all that kind of stuff the original cars were electric and then um, when the Model T and gas came out that's when everything changed um, but yeah check it check it out they were. They were, they were, and that's a uh, that's a wild that's a wild fact. I had no idea. I believe you. Oh right? yeah, wow. the first cars were electric before gas. Then Rockefeller said, "I've got this sludge that I'm dealing with. You mind helping me use it?" <laughs> really? Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, truth. Yeah. Um, mind you, diesel. When Rudolf Diesel made the diesel engine, he was trying to make the car for everybody to be used with vegetable oil. It was only then when Rockefeller said, okay, now I've made the gas, but I got this nasty thing that I've got afterward. Can we do something with it? Did they then create diesel fuel? But before, it was supposed to be made with vegetable oil only. So a lot of those stories. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Rockefellers or anybody now back then were like, I need to make money off of it. (laughs) Which we do, don't get me wrong. Look at Elon now. I mean, don't get me wrong, but, like, that's what changed it. So we're changing it back one vehicle at a time, or I call it one butt in a seat every time. 
butts and seats. But um, Ford is definitely stepping up their electric game, so they're going to back your car. And they'll back that hybrid, without a question. What's your what's so, your gut on their trans on their transmissions? Because sometimes I've I heard hear the that, stories. I've heard the stories yeah. about the transmissions, which are, which are not so good and stuff like that. Um, look, um, if you treat the car right, you're okay. And one thing that I do notice that is an issue, which then causes issues not necessarily with the transmission, but it does cause problems because of that whole echo boost thing. It's nothing but turbo. So people don't maintain it right. And then when the car's engine goes bad because you didn't maintain that turbo, they get all pissed off. I see. So you got to maintain the car. I always say you got to maintain a car. Even my hybrid, you got to maintain it. You got to take care of it. Is this still like and, the, the general like idea, like three thousand miles, change of oil, that kind of thing, or it'll be longer. It might be longer, meaning okay. uh, miles between. Um, I know with my, I'm got synthetic, and I'm doing about five or six thousand miles between oil wow. changes. Wow. And that's so, with the F one hundred and fifty. Is that right? Well, no, 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 no. I don't have an F one hundred and fifty. I have a Lexus hybrid. Oh, I thought you said you had an F one hundred and fifty as well. No, 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 no. I'm saying that when the F one when I I test drove it. Oh, I, I test drove it for. Got yeah, it. I used I test drive cars too. It's one of the other things I do to keep the lights on. So when I get back into <laughs> test driving cars, I'll give you a shout and I'll bring down a nice sure. car for you. Like Great. I've test driven the. Um, give you some context. The the BMW i eight before anybody did. Um, wow. in this area. Wow. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The Porsche, the Porsche Panamera plug-in before anybody did the Porsche Cayenne plug-in hybrid. I got it before Car and Track and Road uh, or Car what and was Road the and Track. Like? Did it have did it have a little? It had the bump to it and all that. Did it, like give you a little speed. Oh yeah, bro. It? Oh yeah, yeah. bro. It, it had a powerful mm. engine <laughs> inside. It was like a V8 engine with then the back trunk nothing but battery. Powerful tell tell me what kind of what kind of like charges that. I mean, what kind of how how does one afford that? I mean, is it is it nominal or is it crazy or? Well, the you, Porsche is exp, you know a Porsche is expensive, of course. Right. But nowadays I mean, the price is coming down. The prices yeah, are the coming down. The charge is nuts, though, right? The charge is nothing. The charge is infinitesimal. I mean, if you were to charge it at your house, comparison wise, it's maybe about. Uh, Five dollars less than air conditioner, like like less than anything, or when you're charging your car, right? Right. Yeah, it includes all that. No, I, I'm saying, like in other words, when you plug in to your, I mean, you're, you're using your own juice. Is that right, or am I wrong? Am I? I'm, yeah, well, I'm when you're the, at your house, you do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So when so when you plug in, what is the is it like a, a crazy amount of electric that comes out, or is it no. how does that work? No, I see. no, it, no. It maybe it's the same as a dryer. Okay, that means an electric okay. dryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you. Yeah, that brings it down it, to the Cypress Avenue level, all right? And everyone can always, uh, you know, can get an electric car and live on Cypress Avenue. Yeah, no, and no, run my man. Dryer. Trust. Trust. I, I I was explaining to somebody else something. I was explaining to somebody how I'm going to be working with them on uh, 
the Hudson Valley uh, to Binghamton. And I said, basically, what it is is if you took an L and flipped it around, that's the territory. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Got it. So Got I, it. I'm with you. I can get there. See, I've worked in politics enough that I can break things down to a, a, a uh, you know, simplistic level for anybody <laughs> to appreciate a complex problem. So, you know, energy storage is basically like getting free juice throughout the day with that sun, and then you throw the battery banks on at night to power your house. That's what my my green system is like, and it's great. It's, it's the best part about it. Yeah, yeah. I There was a day, and, and the best part is when you get your power out. The power is out to the best, because then what you do is the power goes out, and you're living on the power wall, right? So Con Ed is paying you by the minute. So the one time when the power went out around here, you know, everywhere else in town, they had to wait like suckers, like, you know, on a Russian food line. They come to my house first because <laughs> they don't want to be paying me for electricity. Oh, my God. Give you God. context of what that was so everybody can really appreciate it is I had a $280 past due bill, <laughs> and my bill was going forward another 280 right? Then I turned the wow. thing on after after that happened, and I owed 1075 <laughs> for that's wild. So imagine 285, 285 people, right, for two months, being out for only five hours, and my bill then turning into $10.89. Just Tell, Teach like me Obi-Wan. That. Teach me Obi-Wan. <laughs> the force is in your hands, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> You know, All right, let's talk some baseball. Who's your who's your favorite team? Come on. Let's oh go. god, here we go. Oh boy, I let's hope do I don't it. get you mad, but I will I will sweeten you up on the end. I'm a Yanks guy, but I Son do have a, a baseball that All I, right, go ahead. I, I I do have a baseball for you. If you are interested, I'm going to get it certified by uh by uh PSA for you, okay? It's when Joe Torre was coach. The entire Mets team signed the ball. Wow. Where did, you, where did you come across? Did you, did you kill somebody? My dad knew some people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Another mafia story. No, no, my dad, oh, knew, my dad oh, was, you know, knew a lot of people throughout the years, and uh, he got one. That's he got wild, the ball. Man. He got the ball. Is, yeah. Yeah. He's been into this cool. for a while. I mean, he's got, and I inevitably am going to uh, sell, he has a, a book. Called the Magnificent yeah, Yankees. Where do you see the baseball season going? I mean, do you think it's it's done? I mean, all these Marlins are sick, and can we continue or no? I I uh, think that they should do their best to try, but don't be upset if it does work out in the end. That's my philosophy. But I also yeah, believe that we could be curing COVID in a different way, but that's a whole other discussion. We won't have that here. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, I think that they should, as they say, give it the college try. People, we need it right now as people. We just kind of need to see something like that happening, even with the stands not being full. We just need it. We, we need something like that. So, uh Anything we can do to try that without it hurting people, let's do it as best as we can. But 
let's uh if things are a little harried don't don't look at each other all angry if you have to shut the season down yeah early like real early <laughs> real real early yeah that's my that's my philosophy about it i love seeing it you know i hope that we can get football too i'm praying we can get football cuz that's my favorite uh, favorite sports yeah, I'm only you know I'm a, look I'm a, 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 a baseball fan, um, but I do love playoff season mostly. You know, during the year it can be kind of boring, um, but I've always been a baseball fan, and uh, I've been to look I've been to Mets games as much as I've been to Yankees games, especially in the old Shea. Back in the old Shea, I used to go all the time with my dad, and sometimes friends because. It's a cheaper seat. <laughs> be a good game. <laughs> I, I mean, if you, in, if you go to I Yankees, was baptized in that stadium. You, yeah, you know, I, I mean, that yeah, was my home away from hell. I mean, that really was that was the uh, life lifeline. Yeah. I love that stadium. I miss that place. Yeah, um, it was a it was a fun stadium. I mean, the old stadium. I'm talking the old stadium. It was yeah, fun. Sure, like I sure remember walking yeah, through there yeah. so many times. Um, and we were originally back then for context, I was going to do charging stations there. I think we'll come back and revisit that story. Uh, meaning we'll drop chargers there Mm -hmm. in the future. But, um, you know, the best part about it was that we were able to walk around and I got to really experience the richness of the culture inside of that building before they tore it down. And I said, it was a shame because if they just kind of, reinvigorated it would have been great but you know hey uh it was a part of americana that i was able to see thank god and and yeah. was able to enjoy it, it was great um just for everybody's purposes i know we're getting close to the end of the radio station but the uh, radio show mike thanks for being on but again you know you're going to hear everything after this too so don't don't think that this is it and, and goodbye uh keep listening and stay tuned because yo show's about to pop and drop. Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We took this 10 years, and we're deep going strong. Big up, everybody. Stay cool, stay fresh, but keep it green. All right, keep going, Mike. So, yeah, I got the baseball um, stories, and I love Shay. I loved it. Um, I remember would, going to that you parking lot as a before, kid. Before, um, I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off. But would you mind if I dropped a couple of, of plugs before we go? Keep dropping. Do your plugs now. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. For, for the the radio cuts out. So yeah, um, yeah we got the um, so get me on Mike Figs on Twitter. Get me on Mike A Figs. Mike A is an Apple Figs on Instagram, and buy my book, The Slow Midnight on Cypress Avenue. It's on Permuted Press. It's a Simon and Schuster um, imprint. Big uh, up. I'm really lucky. Yeah, thank you. I'm so happy. And please check it out. It's a real Queens story, city story, and um, hope you guys dig it. Hope you guys dig it. Hope you guys dig it.